Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, America. <laughs> Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Oh, you know, just pondering, reflecting on the uh, violence of our nation today. I've been watching um, Mindhunter Season 2, re-watching it, I should say, on Netflix. And uh, I'd say the first season's a little better, because you, like, you don't know what to expect, and the second season's kind of just more of the same. But, uh, the, you know, it's, it's like David Fincher produced it and directed many of the episodes i believe and i remember when i first watched it people were really you know, i'd see comments of people watching this uh, show who would who would say oh god it's so violent i can't believe how just horrifyingly violent and like there's there's no scenes of any violence in the show it's just them like interviewing all these famous serial killers and this, them talking about what they did and of course you know everyone's you know acting playing these roles obviously but you know fincher gets all this credit for like you know uh all the suspense and you know CGI he uses in ways that you never even would think was CGI, but I don't think people really give him credit for how well he directs really long conversation scenes. And there's some, I mean, there's some great ones. The one with the guy uh, Manson is probably one of the best in the whole in the whole show. But I love this scene where they go to talk to uh, Ed Kemper or Kempler. I'm not sure which it is. Right before Manson. Uh, and he's kind of like he's in the first season and the second season. He's like this. He's like seven feet tall guy who killed his mother and fucked her head like Mm -hmm. like cut her head off and fucked her neck basically uh and they talk about that in season one this is all this is like real life serial killer oh yeah right this is like a based on a true story of like yeah yeah. but he was he was so like polite and friendly that like all the guards at the prison loved him and he like develops a relationship with these guys and they go back to him over and over and over so they're like well manson doesn't want to meet yet he's he's being a prima donna and so like okay well let's go talk to kemper and uh, so the, you realize that like all these serial killers are jealous of each other and, <laughs> and they don't like Manson because he's getting all the attention and he never actually killed anybody. Right. right. So they're all right. they're all being like petty bitches about it. So I, I love the line that's uh, this huge guy says, oh, yeah, everyone here. I, I love the, the writing of this show is amazing because like you got to be a good writer to come up with a line like this. Uh, so he says, yeah, everyone here knows what Manson takes a shit. If you hadn't heard, he'll tell you all about it. Even if someone else took the shit for him. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good line. Um, To be slightly fair to him, he did kill somebody, but not in the famous. Likely, he likely killed somebody in a home invasion about a week before the Manson murders. But he's not, you know, he didn't have anything to do with the actual famous Manson family. 
you know, murders on Cielo Drive, which we all know. And then, you know, further were, were, you know, introduced yeah. to at the, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, if you hadn't already heard the, uh, yeah. the story. Well, but and the, and the guy, uh, Tex, who actually did all the, all the killings, all the stabbings, um, supposedly is the one that came up with the idea. And Manson was like afraid that he was going to take over the cult. You know, the family, right. um, if he didn't go along with it and pretend like it was his idea. <clears throat> right. So he it was almost so right. I have a scene with interviewing him, too. And he's like, yeah, Manson told us to kill everyone on the whole street. Just go house to house to house. And he's like, well, why did you stop? He's like, because stabbing people hundreds of times, like fucking hurts your hands. Like after a while, your whole body aches. It's like really exhausting <laughs> to stab somebody so many times that they die. And, it, you know, each each person in that house had been stabbed dozens of times because like it's you stab somebody once and they're going to freak out and start flailing around and trying to, you know, and like, <laughs> right. like, yeah, that would be exhausting. I could you never really think about it that way. But, yeah, <sighs> man, it's a shame. It didn't go down the way it went down once time in Hollywood that that motherfucker made it out. And uh, what a shame. Yeah. Real, real life yeah. sucks. That's I mean, that's the lesson, I think, of, of you know, it doesn't it doesn't work like, out that way. No, it never uh, works the, out the, the way, way that right wingers pretend it will. Um, although it sounds like the cops got to shoot a bad guy with a gun today. Right. Only, uh, you know, after he'd killed it. By the way, I, I was originally going to say 14 people, but I was just reading. Apparently, they're saying it's now 18 kids and three adults that that they're they've confirmed uh, that the shooter today in Texas killed uh, at an elementary school. Uh, I don't know if they've even released the name of the shooter. Or if oh yeah, he was a high school student at the the high school. I, I, a, a current or a former? Current. Okay. Current. Because okay. it was like this is the last week of school. Right. Right. So he was, I guess, just about to graduate because he he was eighteen. Uh, they had like I think three days left in the school year because they were getting out early because uh, of the Labor Day or Memorial Day, whichever right. day it is this weekend. Um, sure, fake so yeah, I, we're celebrating. <laughs> I because usually these things happen like out in the fucking suburbs and this is actually just like a small town and the school is actually like right in the middle of houses. Right. Which right. is, you know, means like kids can walk and ride their bike to school. Hopefully. So was Columbine. Columbine was like right in the middle of a month. It, like it, it weirdly happens that way. Sometimes it's sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, you never have mass school shootings in a dense city. You have every other kind of shooting. No, right. You don't have school shootings. <laughs> no, you have, you have like gang fights. I've been pre- I've been witness to a lot of those, but. Yeah. yeah, typically it's not like some psycho white kid with a fucking AR. It's just, you know. Right. Well, immediately trying. they were like, you know, there was some white lady that everyone's responding to on Twitter saying like, well, he's got a, a Spanish name. How do we know he's not illegal who came over the board? It's just like. <laughs> yep. No, of course. <laughs> you, you know, like, okay, your last name's Smith. How do we know you didn't sneak over <clears throat> on, you know, the Mayflower? Like, how do you. What, <laughs> right. What, what do you. What, <laughs> How do we know you weren't a fucking slave? You're you're not the answer. You're the descendant of slave owners. You know, like what are we gonna? Fu- yeah. yeah, it's just so stupid. But you know, I you know it's you know I I don't, I don't like, know what, what do you to even say. Fucking is, say like what do you even say about this shit anymore? You can't. You know, it's just this country's fucked up. Like it's it's so uh, you know it's it's not that it never happens in other countries, mm-hmm. but it's almost always you know an extreme case like that. Uh, was it Finland, Sweden, or Norway? Oh, the, where the, the stabbing, the, fifty people got stabbed. Or the, which... no, it was the guy who set off the bomb. Oh right, right, right. As a diversion, and then he went out to this island where there was like a, a youth camp, <clears throat> and he went there dressed as a cop, and said, "I'm here to help evacuate because there's been this bomb thing." And as soon as people started coming towards him, he just mowed them all down. He, he right. killed, I think, eighty-seven people. Oof. 
And it was because and they have like a law that you can't be held in prison for more than 20 years. I mean, they obviously don't have a death penalty there. And they like went to the legislature and changed the law for this one guy because they were like we're, we're, we've got american problems now we got <laughs> but, that, but that's how rare it is, is that that law was fine up until super re, you know f- relatively recently that they that it would be like right. yeah there's no right. one that was bad enough to even lock up for more than 20 years in that fucking country until you know this one psychopath who was i'm sure like this legend right. you know in well, there's, there's a, a picture of him doing the uh, Hitler salute <clears throat> in the courtroom too, which mm. was, you know, was kind of like, okay, well, yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, that's, yeah explains it. But he, he killed a bunch um, of white kids too. It wasn't like <laughs> it was like, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, come on, let's not expect any kind of ideological consistency from these morons. No. But um, I mean, you look. I mean, look. I, yeah, I have nothing. You know, I have no fucking you know thoughts left to give on this. We live in a fucked up country. We're never going to do anything to fix it. I knew, I, I mean, I remember the fucking Newtown when, you know, in Sandy Hook, when the fucking 26, you know, like five, six, seven year olds got killed. And I was like, if they don't do anything about this, they're never going to do anything. And <laughs> lo and behold, they haven't done anything and they're never going to do anything. So, yep. you know, I just, I, I can't even get my, like, it, you know, it's, it's, it's upsetting and it's fucking, you know, infuriating, but you know, I, I know better, better than to expect anything to actually happen other than a bunch of people argue about bullshit that neither of them actually you know two people arguing you know about shit that neither knows but no everyone knows nothing's gonna happen so like what the fuck is the point you know i mean it's you know it again it's it's you're gonna have people on the left that are very pro-gun because they believe that you know the proletariat should be armed in case you know government tyranny it's like the government already does the tyranny even when you have it doesn't it doesn't make a difference you know like that like are you are you really gonna go <laughs> Uh, you know, Frank Castle on the government and start, mo- you know, it's, you're not going to get very far. Like a guy up in uh, near Seattle, I forget his name, but he uh, he tried, he like set a bunch of ice vehicles oh, on fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. And went in their guns blazing and they were just like, pop, dead. Okay, there yeah. you go. <laughs> like, that's that's what they're going to do if you try to wage an army. It was a nice thought. I mean, a, you know, he genuinely wanted to, you know, free a bunch of people from ice custody, but, but... you know, it, it's it's like, it's not you, got, you got the Supreme Court that says that we can't have abortion because it should be states' rights. Meanwhile, Supreme Court also says New York State can't pass restrictive gun laws because that goes against the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny how that state rights things uh, only goes in. But like, uh, so it's I, weird. I it's to, almost you know, as if they rule exactly along the fucking political lines of the the presidents who appointed them to those. Right. It's really it's weird because right. it's an apolitical seat. I've always been told. I you know but, I, but I don't understand thing. Like, it. You could. It's it's like well we need better background checks and background checks supposed to take five days like you can't check someone's background like when i worked at the department of state uh the background check on me took three months of investigation and that's the short end that's the quickest they can do it right and there's people where it takes up to a year and they finally had to have a thing where it's like if you because they start your background check and they put you in like a, a position where you don't really have access to the big database right you're just doing like general information right and you're working there, and as soon as they get your, your, you know, your clearance, you go to the place where you're in like the, the, you know, key card locked room where you can't have your cell phone, and you have an access to a, a national database of every single person's information who has a passport in the country. <laughs> uh, and but if you if they had they've had so many people that it was taking so long that they had to come up with a new rule that it said that if they if they can't 
clear your background or you know prove that you're trustworthy and don't have any shit in your in your past within one year then you would be automatically terminated right and and there was people who like that happened to where like one day they just won't work anymore and i was like hey where where where'd that person go they're like oh they couldn't couldn't clear the background one way or the other so they had to take a hike which uh Suck for them, but yeah, you know, yeah. it's, but you think about it, like if you just don't have anything in your background that's noteworthy, like you might not be able to get clearance. Like you've got to have things in your life that prove that you're trustworthy. And sometimes like there was, there's just like some, you know, one of the most common things they, they look for is just having personal debt. Right. Because personal fucked. debt means that you can be blackmailed as a government agent. Right. And that's right. happened before where it was it was some, some guy. Um, I forget what role he had. He worked for the Department of State. And they like one of the things they ask you is if you own property in any foreign countries. Right? <laughs> it's just like, like that's a really weird one. It's like apparently some guy owned a bunch of property and like couldn't pay his mortgages in other countries. And somehow like he got blackmailed for it and they were blackmailing him for information that he could get working within the state department right so right. i was just like the really really specific things we were like how did what, what was the story on that one <laughs> i want to know what uh what that guy did wrong so right but yeah, yeah. you think if, if they could spend that much time to investigate someone's background uh to have access to a, a database you'd think at the very least we could do the same thing before someone is allowed to carry a weapon designed to do one thing and that's kill people you would think one would think, but <laughs> apparently that's too fucking hard. Like, you know, you, you, it's, it, you know, you can fucking wait, you know, six months after you're able to get a learner's permit to get a fucking driver's license, but you can't apparently wait fucking six months. Yeah. Like it just, I had to wait a year and a half because when I, like based on where my birthday fell in the year and based on when our driver's ed was in that summer, uh, I had a long time of being 15 before I turned 16 that I could only drive with the parent legal guardian and god that sucked that was the worst yeah 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 because <laughs> i just i i drive you know at, back then when i drove i drove very differently than uh, my mother did per se um it, it, but, it's yeah. never good so, yeah i mean that's anyway when I, when I was learning, there, sorry. <laughs> right when i was learning to drive too it's just like you, you there's certain you, you just especially when you're learning when you don't mesh with the person teach it's just not a good <laughs> not a great not a great uh situation but yeah so um you know, obviously, we we understand the, the today for the for the absolute tragedy that it is, um, and you know, unsurprising tragedy, but tragedy nonetheless. But one person who, um, I guess, can look on the brighter side uh, of any situation apparently is is um, world renowned blogger and journalist Maglasius. So he he tweeted uh, today. Um, Maybe one of the maybe the stupidest thing he's ever tweeted, but you know, I oddly enough, he he's 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 really on like he's he's got like a Jordan dropping, you know, sixty five when he has the flu game going today. He has two of the stupidest things he's ever said. Uh, I think back to back on his Twitter timeline. So the one I'm referring to um, is uh, he tweeted about an hour ago. For all its very real problems, one shouldn't lose sight of the fact that the contemporary United States of America is one of the best places to live in all of human history. There's a reason tons of people of all kinds from all around the world clamor to move here. Anytime you start the sentence with one must remember that, it, it, it like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Who talks that way? Right, what are you, a fucking college professor? <laughs> you... 
So we were talking before we went on air. Like, do you, do you think he's, you know, you you were saying you think he, he's pretty much trolling at this point, and I I am on the fence. I don't really know. I mean, I, I genuinely do think he's one of the stupidest people alive. Like one of the stupidest people alive who thinks he's intelligent. Like he just doesn't. I I I, I just can't imagine what what the fuck is like a day like a day in the life of Matt Iglesias. Like he just everything that comes out of his mouth is just the stupidest fucking bullshit you've ever heard in your entire life. And right. He gets paid millions of dollars to express these fucking stupid opinions. He's like, he reminds me of a guy I knew in high school who just whatever the conventional wisdom on anything was, he would take the contrarian point of view Hmm. just, just, just to feel edgy, you know, but he would frame it as though like, well, you, you haven't considered this though. Like he would just always do that no matter what it was. And it generally made him be wrong about everything. But uh, the, his other tweet here, so the New York Times had a uh, in-depth article about the history of Haiti, uh, the slavery there and colonialism. And uh, I, I didn't read it, uh, TLDR, but I figured it would mostly be stuff I already know. Uh, and, you know, we've talked about Haiti a lot, especially when we were uh, reviewing the Good Lord Bird. We talked about the history of Haiti. Uh, and how that feeds into today. And so apparently he, uh, Maddie, read the article and decided to double down on being wrong about everything. Once again, <laughs> he tweeted out, this is a wonderful article about the historical exploitation of Haiti by its former colonizers. But I'm skeptical this fully explains Haiti's current poverty. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wonder what I wonder what could explain Haiti's current financial situation. I wonder if there's some specific thing that happened or some specific individual that had some kind of an influence over the current financial situation in Haiti. It's a real mystery to me, but well, it, so I, I saw this quote to you at a couple different places, but um, yeah, so this this guy uh, guy named Jonathan M. Katz, blue check, Mark <laughs> said. The take uh, tweeted a screenshot of, of Manny Glaze's tweet and said the take the world was waiting for. <laughs> and then that was uh, that tweet was quote tweeted by uh, Shugay's dad tweeted out that and said, so powerful. There is nothing this guy can't not understand. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, That's a good line. But yeah, so I looked at the thread here uh, from Jonathan M. Katz, who clearly has done some research. He wrote a book called, what's the name of his book? Gangsters of Capitalism. Mm. Uh, so he is a, a author, not a blogger. So he actually knows things. Um, so he, he started a whole thread about how wrong Maddie is and how he just doesn't know anything. <sighs> so he starts here um, replying to Maddie saying... Then what happened? Oh, okay. So let me back up a little bit. So this is the thing that apparently everyone loves to point out is like, well, Haiti's really poor, but other Caribbean nations had the same beginnings and they're not in the same position as Haiti. So Maddie tweets out in 1960, the Dominican Republic was about as poor as Haiti, but then it diverged. I'm sorry. Then it diverged first slowly and then quickly. Bangladesh and Cambodia were as poor as Haiti 20 years ago, but they've started to pull up. So like, what's the, what's the point? he's trying to make like there's something just wrong with Haitians. Right. Like, like what, 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 what are you he, getting at? Like, like what like, they're just, Oh, they're just, you know, they're not, just not as evolved. You know, they're just a lower life form. Those people is what he's. Gee, I wonder why that. Cambodia was in such dire financial straits. 
20, yeah. 30 years ago. Maybe uh, not yep. being able to farm the land because of all the fucking landmines we put there. <laughs> right. So this guy, Jonathan M. Katz, responds to Maddie, says, then what happened? Referring to after 1960. Oh, right. The CIA helped assassinate the kleptop, or kleptocratic Dominican dictator the Marines had trained, then overthrew the democratic government that filled the vacuum. Then it replaced it with the client government we bankrolled as a bulwark against Haiti and Cuba. Meanwhile, in the 1970s and 80s, the U.S. kept propping up an insanely uh, kleptocratic dictatorship in Haiti and its military successors. Then CIA assets overthrew a Democratic president. Then the U.S. military restored him in exchange for a crippling structure adjustment program. It usually means, you know, here's a bunch of financial aid and you're not allowed to grow sugar anymore. You have to buy our sugar. Extremely conditional fucking financial aid. That, like you ever see that movie with um, Brad Pitt where he plays a, a general in Afghanistan, and he's like, "Why don't we? Why don't they grow cotton instead of opium?" It's like because we banned them for being able to grow cotton because we <laughs> no, want them no. to have to buy our cotton. And he's like, "Oh, huh?" Like he's, he's like <laughs> the, the dumbest general in the world. It's, it's like, I love Brad Pitt, but it's like one of his, his most unconvincing performances because he's he has to play a really stupid guy. Right. Um, and he, he I mean he kind of does it in that that Coen Brothers movie but in this it's just it's not, not but no he's really good in fucking um, god what, what movie is that uh, where he's the fitness trainer um, I don't remember because it was yeah. one of my least favorite Coen Brothers movies but so he, he just continues in, and then that uh, then that president became paranoid violent and corrupt and then he intentionally reading. starved the Haitian economy what was it called burn after reading burn after reading that's right uh, then we intentionally starved the mm. Haitian economy until he got overthrown again with the help of John McCain's IRI. I'm not sure what that is. Then the earthquake and then more U.S. election interference and propping up more corrupt authoritarians. And in conclusion, Matty Iglesias unblocked me, you coward. <laughs> <laughs> and he, there, there's way more that he goes into here. I mean, but we, you know, people listening to this show know this shit, so I'm not going to waste any more time on that. But it's just, I, it's just, he... I think he Matt Inglesis just gets off on getting attention for saying really dumb things with this pseudo intellectual f- flourish to it, mm. and then just sits there while everyone like goes, "God, you're so fucking stupid." And he's just like, ha, 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 "I got you again." Right. I, I think that's well, that's what he does. Like, yeah, bro, you got us. You're the stupidest fucking man alive, and nobody respects you. And the only way you get money is a bunch of rich fucking morons pay you to write for their paper because no one would actually pay to read anything you write. Like, yeah, you got us, buddy. Like, what? Um, By the way, the IRI is the uh, International Republican Institute, which was founded by John McCain. So it's basically a, you know, right wing foreign policy outreach think tank. Uh, So I can only imagine what they've been involved in. Yeah, I, I'm sure right-wing foreign policy outreach is uh, doing some some good reaching out. Yeah, no, um, sure. Although uh, I, I I did speaking of right-wing foreign policy, um, this blew my mind last <clears throat> night because you know when I'm just kind of trolling for topics that we can do, I, I'll just start reading Yahoo News and they aggregate stuff from Business Insider, uh, BBC, it, you know, and I'll be on BBC, The Guardian, uh, from all over the place, right? So right. it's a smorgasbord of <laughs> mainstream western media um you know it's right now yahoo news homepage is like ne- still 99 percent uh putin bad Zelensky hero it's you know rah rah america bullshit but i saw this last night and just the headline alone i was like what this doesn't sound like the fucking henry kissinger i don't know so headline <laughs> right. henry kissinger henry kissinger ukraine must give 
Russia territory. This is from the Daily Telegraph. And I was like, what? (laughs) So just a few paragraphs here. The former U.S. Secretary of State and architect of the Cold War uh, rapprochement between the U.S. and China uh, told the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, that it would be fatal for the West to get swept up in the mood of the moment and forget the proper place of Russia in the European balance of power. He goes on to say that uh, Russia has been a stabilizing force for Europe for the last 400 years in times of crisis, which it undoubtedly has been. <laughs> right. but, you, but you never hear the U.S. diplomats or Secretary of State people admit that, right? And, an imperialist maniacs like Henry Kissinger. Like, it's so bizarre. of death, yeah. Right. And <laughs> so Dr. Kissinger said, this is continuing from the article, Dr. Kissinger said the war must not be allowed to drag on for much longer. Because, you know, he likes those short wars like in um, Chile. Uh, uh, Must not drag on much longer and came close to calling on the West to bully Ukraine into accepting (laughs) negotiations on terms that fell far short of their current war aims. Quote, negotiation. I can't do an impression of Kissinger, but you know what he sounds like. He's like, (laughs) yeah, like every word sloshing out of his fucking (laughs) mouth. Well, he has, you know, this half a gallon of blood in his throat. So, <laughs> right. uh, so quote here from Dr. Kissinger, negotiations need to begin mm-hmm. in the next two months. They already have been negotiating for months on end already, but I think he means so your actual negotiations that aren't bullshit. Right. Right. Well, so the big one they won't agree to Ukraine is the denazification. Right. That's, that's the weird, one weird, weird, <laughs> weird that the, that the, the puppet fucking government propped up by the fucking Nazi military doesn't want to agree to that one term as a, yeah. uh, yeah. I, I, I swear, I've learned so much more about, I mean, we've talked about the history of Ukraine fascism and, you know, how last week we talked about how they welcomed in Nazis with open arms and they were, they created like a new, um, you know, secret police in the Ukraine right. and round up Jews and, you know, they were running the death camps. But I like, it's like every other day I'll learn like a, a, another name of a new neo-Nazi uh, militia. And the last one I heard of is called C-14. And guess what the 14 stands for? Uh, the 14 words, uh, whatever the fuck that's exactly, exactly Uh, weird. We need to, you know, protect our land and children to protect the white race thing, whatever. It's weird that these keep popping up because I was told it was a very small percentage of the Ukrainian military. It's weird that there's these new (laughs) battalions popping up all the time. They must be like two people in each. Oh, it's it's crazy. I was on, I was just like scrolling through Facebook because I was bored yesterday. And uh, apparently I'm, I, I didn't even know I was, but I'm a member of a Facebook group called AOC progressives. Uh, and as you can expect, it's all Ukraine flags in there. And Relic of 2018, that joint. That, right. that. <laughs> and like, they're just posting old pixelated, uh, like comic strips from the newspaper about Trump. Right. That that's like, they're like, what else? I guess they're bored too. Cause that's not what we're right. both here. <laughs> and somebody posted something about Biden. And I, I just, I commented on it and, and, Said something like, you know, the Democrats are once again going to run a fucking candidate so shitty they're going to get Trump reelected. And one of them re- responded to me and said, and what reality do you live in? <laughs> so like uh, the one that remembers the last six years, <laughs> the one that can read. Sorry, Grandpa, holes, but like, I my mind isn't melting out my ears. Anyway, oh, so let, let me get through this the rest of this yeah, Kissinger yeah. shit here. So so this is uh, Kissinger's direct quote. He says, negotiations need to begin negotiations need to begin in the next two months before it creates upheavals and tensions that will not be easy to overcome. Ideally, the dividing line should be a return to the status quo. Pursuing the war beyond that point 
would not be about the freedom of Ukraine, but a new war against Russia itself. Uh, again, like, it, you know, you can you can say he's a merchant of death. Sure. But like he he does know these things like he, he was. No, he, he was, was. He was always very smart. He's not a dumb guy. He's just a fucking psychopath. That was always right, Henry right. Kissinger's problem. But he's. But you remember in Vice that Rumsfeld thinks that Kissinger was a pussy. <laughs> right. Which is so funny. <laughs> just, that, that, like, he's just. He's, he's too nice. He's too nice to those Russians. Right. And the Chinese and uh, Vietnamese. So. Cambodian and then the article Russia. like like cosigns this by saying here. His comments came in growing signs that the Western coalition against Vladimir Putin is fraying badly as the food and energy crisis crisis deepens and that sanctions may have reached their limits. So like like we 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 talked about this uh, several weeks ago that um, when the, the U.N. took a vote to decide whether to kick Russia off its human rights council and it, it didn't pass, but the. Um, the countries that voted against it or abstained constituted seventy four percent of the world's population. Right. So, so this notion that and we act oh, like well, everyone, you know, everyone voted against, everyone voted to kick them out, except for like one or two. Co- yeah, it's like, yeah, well, the fucking, you know, majority yeah, of the world's population. Exactly. We're, we're I mean, no Russia assholes. wouldn't, Russia wouldn't be doing this if it didn't know that, you know, like half the hemisphere is important well, it's petroleum and and i don't know it. what 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 russia's incentive to go back to the status quo was because the status quo is that nato is in, is in, engulfing them you know with by swallowing up every country around them <clears throat> and beating down their doorsteps so i mean i you know yeah. that's that's i i russia i would see no well so the status that. quo in that sense uh kissinger did comment on that too i don't have the exact quote in front of me but he said that uh, Ukraine should go back to being the buffer between Europe and Russia. So like in his head, he, like all these puzzle pieces fit together nicely and there's a balance to it. Right now it's, you know, basically the balance of the Northern hemisphere at the expense of the Southern hemisphere. But like he's, he's still <laughs> just like in his, in his brain in his statecraft brain that, you know, he sees that Russia has a place in the world and always will. And he's talking about the, the fact that they've been a country for 400 years and they're not going anywhere like that's uh, like that. It's, you know, I, I disagree with him on so many other things, just philosophically. Um, but th- the, the notion that we're going to like somehow just wipe Russia out of existence, I think, is that the, the, the that's the basis of so many of these NATSEC nerds that are pushing for more war that we shouldn't be negotiating. Joe Manchin that says we need to keep fighting this war. You know, it's just it's stupid. Well, there's no actual strategy. I mean, they have no, they, they, these people are fucking living in a Tom Clancy fantasy world. They have no actual uh, understanding of what's actually happening. They don't really think of these, these people fighting it as real people. Like they, it's just this, you know, nebulous, faraway geopolitical conflict. But I think, you know, Kissinger again, you know, no one will ever say he's not smart. Like he was very calculating. Uh, he's a fucking maniac, bloodthirsty psychopath and maniac and one of the most evil pieces of shit <clears throat> and maybe in human history but um he, well, he understands to, to brown people to brown people i mean it's, right right <laughs> to, 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 to he, not he white people he, right doesn't like to see white countries fighting other white countries we're not completely off the rocker um but but i mean i think he understands that this is an untenable situation that we're putting ourselves in that it's only hurting the u.s i mean he's an imperial he's a he's an american exceptionalist and a u.s imperialist first and foremost and he understands that it's putting us in a horrible situation 
um, and one that we're not going to be able to extricate right. ourselves yeah. from. We're, we're we not making more money road. from from this war, and right, it's, it's it's hurting us. So, uh, but that I mean, that's what it is. I mean, you have people because you know they they all wanted to see the fall of the Soviet Union, right? And then they got that, and now Russia is very capitalist, just like us, right. and we're still not happy. So it's it wasn't really ever about communism. We just didn't like another country who could do the kinds of things that we could do. We wanted to be the only one that can do that kind of shit, right? Right. We're, 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 I mean, it's, it's literally, we're like the fucking, it's like the, the, you know, the different, the different fucking criminal organizations, you know, dealing drugs in Baltimore. We're like, we have to fucking assert our supremacy, <laughs> even if we're like in totally different Sorry. areas. Like, it's this just is, like, this no, is our corner, this is this our, is our corner fucking now. corner, motherfuckers. You were the we're, only ones who were allowed taking to... your corner too. This is this, <laughs> your corner is now our corner. Right. It's like, oh, well we're, but we're, <clears throat> we're selling to these people and it's fine. And you are not going to, yeah, but it doesn't matter. We, we don't like the fact that you're doing what we're doing. So we're going to pretend like you're the worst people in the world and we're going to take your shit. So that's, that's what America has done. Since its inception, pretty much, um, we're just fucking bullies. You know, we yeah. we came, we're the descendants of bullies. We're fucking a bunch of, you know, Englishmen at heart. I mean, not us, me personally, but like the people who founded this country are a bunch of fucking racist entitled Englishmen, you know, yeah. who just wanted their I, own fucking I'm land. Very happy. I have no like English ancestry at all. Uh, in fact, um, all of my ancestry is German. Um, I'm very, I'm like, pure-blooded german if you go back and look <laughs> I, was gonna like, say, I don't know how much better, how much better that is but no well, i mean right i mean historically who's done worse things right than, right than england i mean germany had a rough you, you know, did eight yeah, years you, there your folks did <laughs> theirs all at once england it did, it did like played the long game for we sure fucked up really bad and learned our lesson very quickly england was like nah we're gonna do this for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds <laughs> right. and hundreds of years i, I have part uh, german heritage i don't know it, it's a smallish portion but yeah most i mean yeah. I'm mostly italian so we had again we also had our little our little dalliance with fascism. Maybe <laughs> um, you, you know. just went back to pure anarchism and like, we don't have a post office. We don't take care of the roads. We don't know fucking anything. It's just like, you get all these little villas that are own, their own little fiefdoms in Italy. Right. And then we let the fucking, you know, the guys in dresses have their own fucking little island that we call a country. It's Vatican guys. City. Vatican oh City. yeah, I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I was like Sicily. <laughs> no. I didn't know that's how they dressed there. No, no, so no. Uh, from the same article, uh, just just to contrast um, uh, Kissinger's like you know logic brain on this one, I wanted to contrast it because they they quoted Zelensky, and you just realize what a fucking moron this guy is oh, with these quotes. So in over his head, yeah. It, it's it's like he he's has like a tom clancy book for a brain i swear <laughs> like he th anyway so the article president Zelensky delivered his usual tour de force and if, i don't even know what that means his usual tour de force like i've never seen him do that before he just no, i've never right he, never he's just like holding his cell phone below his face like a fucking stalker anyway Zelensky delivered his, his usual tour de force in a video address mm -hmm. to the forum this is the davos economic forum saying quote this is the year when we will learn whether brute force will rule the world end quote if it does he added with his trademark touch there will be no point in any more world economic forums and doubts if i don't get my way there aren't going to be more no more world economic forums and what a shame if the richest fucking psychopaths and bloodsuckers in the world couldn't come together oh, to fucking. I 
so once I get done with this, I got another thing about yeah. that in particular. Mm-hmm. So he also said that Russia should be shut out of, of the entire civilized world and that all trade should stop until Russian forces forces are driven from Ukraine. Quote, sanctions should be maximum so that Russia and every other potential aggressor that wants to wage a brutal war against its neighbors would clearly know the immediate consequences of their actions. End quote. It is doubtful whether the West can maintain a united front in pursuit of such far-reaching absolutist aims. It would require secondary sanctions against other countries, putting the West in a head-on clash with China, India, and almost 60 states that refused to back a UN resolution denouncing Russia's invasion. India's energy minister, Sri Harjit Puri, brushed aside suggestions that his country should stop buying Russian oil. Quote, the Europeans buy more Russian energy in an afternoon than we do in an entire quarter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, I just love how like what petty assholes these guys are. Right? Like, like you're you're the fucking energy minister for the most populous country in the world, and you're just like, hey, they buy more fucking oil than we do. What are you talking about? Get out of here. <laughs> I gotta go fucking pay for a hooker. See ya. Right. So yeah, this this, this energy or I'm sorry, economic form in Davos is just like it's a bunch of rich people that come to this little fucking posh village. Uh, in, in Switzerland and it's you know it's like a fucking trade convention basically but it just so I saw this headline this correct me up this headline how Davos became a target for conspiracy theorists and anarchists because <laughs> apparently you get enough rich people together they just people assume they're having you know uh, they're like ritual sacrifice of children or you know eyes wide shut orgies or whatever right or you know sacrifice or like praying to the Moloch stat i mean like we like you know there's a reason people think this shit you know because <laughs> rich yeah. people fucking get together and they get weird you know that's what happens <laughs> so i only have one one uh this isn't really funny so much as terrifying and sad but one paragraph in the article a report published monday by global by the global charity oxfam found that 573 people became new billionaires during the coronavirus pandemic at a rate of one every 30 hours. Uh, The brief entitled Profiting from Pain expects that 263 million additional people will fall into extreme poverty this year at a rate of 1 million people every 33 hours. So nice little chunk of time there, 30 hours. (laughs) Every, (laughs) Every 30 hours, there's another billionaire. And every 30 hours, there's 1 million more people who fall into poverty. I wonder if those two things are connected somehow. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think that's, you know, totally unrelated, I'm sure. Um, They're not pulling from the same pool of money, so how could it be related? Obviously, it's, you know, too... It's it's not like there's a finite amount of money and resources, and if one person gets richer, it's because they extracted it from other people who then got poorer, is it? Oh no, there's no finite resources. Just have as many <laughs> kids as you want. You're a fucking no. It's just capitalism. It's just capitalism. There's enough to go around. Keep reading. Uh, yeah, it's it's it's. It, I I always love that having that argument. People who they're like claim to be eco socialists, right? And it's like okay, so in your eco socialist utopia, what's going to change? What, 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 you know, physically will change. It's just well, so... there won't be rich people anymore. So that means there won't be any more pollution somehow. And cars will somehow not pollute and food will, you know, so it's just know. so un, un, unintellectual and reactionary for people to be like, oh, well, you're fucking talking, you're talking about eugenics. If you're, if you say that, you know, people shouldn't have as many kids as they want. Well, it's like literally you can look at the stats for how much a single American human, you know, produces in pollution and say like, yeah, nobody's saying that the government should tell you you can't have a kid, but 
like maybe don't choose to have one if you if if it, you know like if if it's a you know I'm not saying like if you're you know if it happens it happens shit happens and if you know if you want to keep it Mazeltov but I mean don't be like I'm gonna have 16 kids because who gives a fuck you know like it, it you well, know if you unlimited if you want to have not, like if you want to have unchecked increase of human population then you're supporting eugenics of every other species on this planet right because there's a finite carrying capacity of the habitats of this world and right now we're in the middle of what they call the holocene it's the sixth mega extinction event and it's the first one brought on by human overpopulation and as we have more people (laughs) we have i mean because people say like well you could fit the entire population of the world in grand canyon it's like okay yeah that's true (laughs) what are they gonna eat what are they gonna fucking drink what are they gonna i I don't know about you but i don't really want to be at the bottom of that pile okay (laughs) no so yeah it's like it's like they have no concept of how much land it takes to feed one person right just how much water it takes to you know was it three thousand gallons of water to make one pound of beef Right. And it's like, where do you think that water, where does that water come from? I mean, uh, in, in, if you're near the Great Lakes, you have no shortage of water. But if you're in California where they grow a shitload of food, there's not that much water there because it's the desert. And people say, oh, there's a water shortage. Like, no, there's exactly as much water as there's supposed to be in the desert. (laughs) You just decided (laughs) to build your city in the fucking desert. You decided to stick a fucking city in the middle of a barren fucking, you know, like, like, like the climate of Venus, you know, fucking Las Vegas. Like nothing is meant to live there except for fucking cacti. Like, and, you know, it's so funny, but. You go to Vegas and you like just see all the people that are still trying to grow like Kentucky bluegrass lawns oh, yeah. in Vegas, and it's like, what, what did, what are you doing? Why? It's, are you- so, it's so fucking like just, just. Oh, it's, it's insane. I actually, when I was, I was dating somebody who um, owned a house down there, didn't live there, rented it out, hmm. had lived there in the past, and wanted to convert the grass lawn to. Uh, uh, native desert landscaping and the city would pay you like a dollar per square foot to do this right which mm-hmm. it if you for the water save this amount of water you'd save in doing that i would well, imagine it, right yeah yeah but it's like they didn't want you to just tear it out and have a dirt you know they didn't want to like lower the property value they wanted you to mm-hmm. put in you know like this rocks this, um they wanted you to still have plants, but like native desert plants, mm. but they wanted because, you know, like spraying water is just going to evaporate, right? It's, it's illegal to, to water anything there in the daytime right. because it just evaporates so quick. So they, we had to install this uh, low flow underground irrigation system, mm. but first just to get the grass out, it, I mean, the soil's so dry and the, the, um, the, uh, the roots go down so deep and you have to get the roots out too because otherwise it just grows back. Right. It, it, like I, I literally had to go buy a pickaxe and inch by inch <sighs> oh, take out God, the, the, the top. And this is, this is a long time ago that we did this, but it was 114 degrees because it was right. August in Las Vegas. And I like, we, we were, you know, we had to install the electricity to run the pump for the thing and then like find where the fucking water hookups were underground and like put down this fucking black, you know, like, uh, mesh thing. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we, we had like 20,000 pounds of fucking rocks delivered that we had to like oh, spread out over the, God. so this, this took a week, this took yeah, a week yeah. and Miserable. I lost, ten, I lost 10 pounds in that, <laughs> in that week, lost 10 pounds. And we're going to like Lowe's and home Depot and the garden center. And like, we're going to like making all these trips every day. And every day we would go in and, There'd be like a group of like maybe uh, 12 to 20 
um, day laborers just kind of hanging out near the door, you know, right. just like wait for someone to hire them. And they're you know, all Hispanic. Didn't ever, they didn't speak any English never. Um, and they kept like, kind of like not harassing us, but kind of like, Hey, come on. Like we, we know that you, we, we can tell you're working on something. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, Hey, you want to not kill yourself? Right. Like, and, and they're like, they recognize this day after day, you know, mm-hmm. they're kind of like, you know, but we had, um, people who would like every day they couldn't believe that we, you know, two white, you know, people were out there doing this work in this brutal fucking hot sun. And they would drive by every day going like, we were just, you know, like watching us, just watching us <laughs> as they're going by. And on the seventh day, people started to stop and come up and talk to us. And they were like, we were placing bets on how long it would take before you would stop and hire someone to do this for you. We can't, we can't believe that the two of you did all of that. And we watched you every day working on that. <laughs> so I was, I was working, um, a desk job at the time. And I took like two weeks off to go do this, uh, you know, like several days drive to get there and then do the work and drive back. And I, I was just like, I want to get my fucking hands blistered. I want to like, just do some work. But it was like literally every night, you know, we get done, dr- you know, pour a glass of wine. I get halfway done with the glass and I pass out and just collapse. <laughs> right. No, it, it's yard work is so fucking physically grueling. I, I genuinely oh. hand it to anybody who does that shit for a living. Cause it's so, the, it was, it was 12 hours a day miserable. and 114 degree temperatures. Um, you know, middle of the summer in Las Vegas, no shade. Uh, it was, you know, I've, I've never lost that much weight and we were, we would eat like, we'd go to like Subway and get, I'd get two foot long sandwiches and eat them both. Oh yeah. No, you burn through calories. Like you fly (laughs) through fucking calories. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's literally like the shit that you see in like a sixties prison movie that they make like a chain gang, like sit there and fucking break roots with a pickaxe. But, um, yeah, I actually volunteered myself for some fucking miserable work this weekend. My, uh, my, my in-laws mailbox is like almost completely like fallen over. It's, you know, uprooted from the concrete. So I'm going to be digging that out and putting a new one in and re-cementing it. So that'll be fun, uh, this weekend. But, is it like a whole, is it like a brick thing or what? No, no, no. I mean, it, I, I, I bought, we, we bought like a, a, like a, uh, steel, like square steel post with like the, yeah. you know, like a nice steel, uh, classy looking mailbox to go on it. But it's just a bitch to dig a fucking eight, you know, even just to dig like an 18 inch deep hole, like with a, like a 12 inch circumference, people don't realize how fucking like how long that takes you think like oh it's a fucking you know it's a foot and a half like how, how yeah. long it, it's such a pain in the ass do thing. you you probably don't have my, uh, a post hole digger do you no i do i, I bought one when i oh, uh, you do. when i nice. remember I, I a couple years ago or maybe last year we i put in my uh lamp post i replaced my my leaning lamp post with like a nice black like wrought iron uh outdoor lamp post nice. so yeah i bought a post hole digger for that and uh, my dad had one of those and he built um three houses in my life and uh i just remember like that was that was always the start of every project was getting out the postal digger and putting <laughs> in the fucking thing putting in the four by fours into the ground to start building up onto the deck thing whatever right right but yeah, no, uh yeah i, I, I love doing shit like that but it's it, it just kills you if you think you know yeah 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 it does um, oh god where were we uh, <laughs> it's way better more interesting than fucking anything happening in the world right now miserable fucking existence um, welcome to tool time by the way <laughs> right yeah no so i mean yeah so uh we i think we wrapped up the kissinger thing more or less um yeah, yeah but, that's all i hit on that but yeah so we should just just quickly before we get out here we wanted to mention um well you know I, ironically enough we were talking about how there weren't results in but i think results are actually 
starting to come in in that uh, Texas House race. Let me see if I can pull up some real time results because they were pretty um, not surprising, but even more significant than I thought it would be. So, you know, we talked about the Jessica Cisneros, Henry Cuellar um, race that's going on in Texas for a U.S. Uh, House seat. And Henry Cuellar is is an extremely conservative Democrat. He voted with Trump like 73 percent of the time. The only uh, federally elected Democrat who still opposes abortion um, at a, you know, at a time like this where we saw a fucking Roe v. Wade, uh, you know, well, we didn't see it get overturned, but we're about to see it basically get overturned. Um, and, um, yeah, he's, he's a piece of shit. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and fucking James Clyburn still campaigning for him because he's their colleague, despite the fact that it's completely untenable to do so. And anybody with a fucking brain would, would flee as far as they could away from somebody as politically toxic as him. But so that there's a race going on right now for his seat in, um, in the house and right now jessica uh, with 68 percent of the votes in and this is actually a little dispiriting because it was a lot bigger earlier but jessica cisneros is actually leading uh henry cuellar with 68 percent reporting uh 51.9 percent to 48.1 percent oh um, god really so when, close, when during but... the primary because this is runoff election they had a primary months ago and he beat her by only a thousand votes Mm-hmm. So, and that was before the, the row leak. Yeah. Right. So everyone's like, Oh, she's got to, she's got to crush them now. Right. And it's like, no, because they've been, you know, there's all these fucking packs that have been pouring money into this motherfucker. So uh, I have just some, I don't know what this is from, but I just have some, <clears throat> some paragraphs here about uh, who who's funding this uh, anti-abortion Democrat. Uh, so a super PAC called mainstream Democrats was established in February 2022, the group's bare bones website says it was, quote, founded as the only Democratic group with the courage to consistently defend mainstream Democrats and defeat extreme candidates. Extreme, <laughs> like, wrote, it's, this is on my own extreme issue now. Extreme candidates whose stated goal is to overthrow the Democratic Party. I, I, I would argue there's nobody trying to do that. And if you think that, uh, I don't know, the squad is extreme then like where where are you mentally right you're a fucking baby um quailer opposes uh, abortion rights but in a recent poll found that 80 percent of democrats think abortion should be legal in, in all or most cases and 93 percent of democrats oppose overturning roe uh so again like who who's the mainstream here it sounds like he's the extremist yeah so he also received an A rating from the NRA, an organization that adamantly opposes stricter gun laws, and 81% of Democrats support stricter gun laws. Again, I would argue he's the extremist here. Nevertheless, in May, mainstream Democrats spent over $750,000 in ads. Remember, this is this is not a Senate race. This is for the House. Right. right? A fairly small House seat. I mean, all this things considered. The, yeah, I, think, I don't even think there's a million people in that district i looked it up it's like 700 it's, it's about the same amount of money it doesn't as they, really they include a major city it's pretty close to san uh well, san antonio but it's not like it, it, it kind of carves include, around it so yeah what they like to do with these districts is have you know all these districts will converge and have different portions of a city all like have a little tiny bit right, of that right, district right. and then they span out into the country right so it's like a mix of rural and a city candidate right right and that sometimes it's gerrymandering sometimes that's just like i don't know it'll follow like a county line for some reason who knows 
So these ads were designed to make Coiler seem mainstream by misleading voters. For example, one ad by mainstream Democrats bemoans that women's rights are under attack by extremists and claim that Democrat Henry Coiler makes it clear that he opposes a ban on abortion. Like, really? That's completely lie right like that's mainstream democrats spending on the race has been dwarfed though by as seven hundred fifty thousand dollars is about to be dwarfed by (laughs) another group another super PAC called united democracy project created by the american israeli public relations committee oh good (laughs) yeah the name of the group United Democracy Project is ironic since APAC has endorsed 109 Republican members of Congress <laughs> who voted to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. In April and May, the United Democracy Project spent $1.85 million on ads supporting Quayler and attacking Cisneros. None of the ads, however, mention Israel. Several ads, however, contain misleading attacks. Cisneros has won the support Oh, yeah. One of the things they said was that she wasn't a real Democrat. Meanwhile, they're endorsing Republicans. Right. So just, right. Like, com- completely just complete. No, they all they want is the most right wing government in America possible. Right. 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 That's, that's the stated goal of, of APAC. But what, what what was their criteria for her not being a real Democrat? She's literally a registered Democrat and always has been. <laughs> that worked against literally one person, Bernie Sanders, who wasn't a Democrat, you know, even though he fucking caucused with them and, you know, voted right. with them more than almost anyone else. You know, yeah, she probably said something, you know, about Palestinian human rights sometimes. So they were like, nope. We're against her. So she did get some interesting endorsements. We know, we know that uh, Bernie and Liz Warren endorsed her. She also uh, got the backing of Emily's List, mm-hmm. NARAL, which is the, that's the weed people, right? No, NARAL is the pro-choice organization. Oh, yeah. What's um, the weed one that sounds like that? Normal. Though? There we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, she got Both the good endorsed- orgs, you know, it, it, <laughs> yeah. good, good principles, at least. I don't know about the leadership, but yeah. Uh, she also got the endorsement of the League of Conservation Voters, which I've been pretty critical of in the past for their criteria. But she also got the endorsement of the Texas AFL-CIO, which mm. surprised me because usually AFL-CIO always endorses the most right-wing the Democrat. The most right-wing Democrat, right. Yeah. And I, I tried to find some wording for their endorsement. I couldn't find anything other than just like a like generic jerk-off video where they were like, hey, we're proud of them. They didn't say why they endorsed her for mm-hmm. any reason. And her response was equally just like, I'm proud to have this endorsement. Da, da, da. You know, like, okay, right. why? <laughs> like, what what was the reason? So... It, that is kind of weird. I wonder what that what that's about. I wonder if it's just like... I, I think maybe a lot of people made a calculation that, that he wasn't going to win because of the the closeness of the race and the fact that, you know, he's, he's a fucking dinosaur when it comes to democratic party politics. So maybe it was just a, we don't want to be seen backing the loser type situation, but you know, or it was just like, there was some big construction project that he didn't get them funding for. Right. So they're, they're like, well, he didn't get us the funding for this giant hard hat project. And here's this, younger face it, it's amazing apply. it's amazing how much real life is like the fucking sopranos like it's just so crazy. Oh, it's it's exactly that it is exactly that and i've you know I, I i told you i did phone calls for them um during election cycle and i got to kind of see <clears throat> the inside of that operation but yeah you know i i uh have also been to um state legislature hearings where it was like some giant carbon bomb mega project that would just be an absolute disaster for the environment and afl cio was like we yeah we're for that we're totally right, for course. that 
<laughs> it's like, you know that if you were building 21st century infrastructure, it would employ more skilled labor than just a giant new freeway that, you know, 90% of the cost is just pouring the concrete right. and doesn't go to the labor. Whereas if you build, you know, real 21st century infrastructure, infrastructure like uh, high speed rail, light rail, um, that's you employ much more of the money goes to employing people for the labor than it does for the materials you need to build it. Right. So like, why, why wouldn't you advocate for that? Uh, cause they don't pay them enough. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's right. It's because like, they don't want to learn higher skills. They're just like, I want to get paid 30 bucks an hour to pour concrete for a giant freeway. That's going to destroy my children's future. Right, but you could pour concrete for like a big fucking, you know, winter, like, or, you know, like some sort of a power plant that's, you know, powered by fucking tidal energy. But, you know, there's plenty of shit to yeah. be poured elsewhere, but it's just, you know, it's just not. It never rains, it pours. Um, so I wanted to, there are a couple other things I wanted to mention before we get out of here. We had a couple of video clips too. Uh, speaking of elections, there's somebody else running in the Republic of Georgia who <laughs> we had a clip of the uh the jesus guns babies lady oh yeah we played we played her 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 initial announcement speech where she was talking about how her platform was uh jesus guns babies or whatever the fuck she phrased it um yeah so let's 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 play that clip um <laughs> we actually have two clips of her though which one which one do you think i should play first the outdoor uh, we'll, one we'll, or the indoor we'll play one? the play the outdoor one first and then we'll play this the second one just just run them back to back right okay crime that's not gonna happen either we're not making backroom deals with sheriffs they're the highest constitutional officer in their county and they're gonna do the will of the people i don't mind handcuffing them either so i mean it i've heard it from sheriff corruption all over the state We've got some awesome sheriffs, and praise the Lord for them. Pray for them. Even if you have a corrupt one, pray for them. And pray that they're replaced really quickly if they're corrupt. But I don't care. I don't mind handcuffing any single person who does who breaks the law and goes against our government. The Constitution says when you commit treason, it's death by firing squad. I didn't write it. It's in there. It's serious. When you swear to God to uphold a document that says you'll do the will of the people and you will honor every single thing in that Constitution, you do that. If you can't do that, then you better understand that. All right. So that was the first clip. It cuts off there. Um, <laughs> let's play the second clip of, uh, of this of this this woman running for senator. Governor. When governor. I am governor of Georgia, I will round up every corrupt sheriff, mayor, and assistant manager at Applebee's, and I will zip time together and throw them in the pool and play underwater hide and seek. Okay, that's my constitutional right. It says that in the Constitution. When I say Jesus, guns, and babies, that's not coming from me. That's coming from the Lord. And you could talk to the Lord, too, if you did all of your kids riddling, okay? Try it sometime. <laughs> Jesus, guns, babies. Tigers, knives, pepper jack cheese. You see what I'm saying? There are devil worshipers here in Georgia. And Hillary Clinton is the bell of the Luciferian cabal. Well, guess what? I can dance too. Tic Tacs, ham, hoochie coochie. <laughs> I mean, it's right there. <laughs> if I didn't, if I didn't pick those clips out, I 
wouldn't be able to tell them apart. I mean, it, yeah, right. It, she, the, the actual fucking Candace Taylor is such a fucking, you know, just parody character that it's it's unbelievable that she's like a real person really it's, running it's, for fucking it, yeah. for, for governor. It, it's like a like a female Andy Kaufman. I love that her name is K A N D I S S. You know, it, like it, it just, seriously like, feels like like a like a high level skit. Like I, I wouldn't even say <laughs> SNL. I even know what show it would be on, but like a high level fucking parody. But no, she's like a real person. Like yeah. It, it, it's 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 kind of amazing. It's, it's comical. It's comical. I, I had one last thing here, also comical. Um, jumping back to Russia real quick. Uh, two headlines, and you, you know when you you know you see a headline that says something is fact, uh, and then you dig into the text of the article, and you're like, oh wait a minute, that's that, what that, you you can't report the this is a fact if you're all right. So first headline from Newsweek: Russians targeting children's beds. And rooms with explosives, says Ukrainian bomb team. <laughs> so, in the highlight from the article, uh, Russia is accused of directly targeting children with explosives amid the ongoing war. However, Newsweek has not independently verified any of the claims regarding children and explosives. So it, it doesn't say if they tried to or not. It just says that we we didn't we haven't done our job, other than <laughs> right. being a stenographer for the Ukrainian military. Right. I mean, it's just, you know, that's I'm sure they were just busy investigating the the babies being ripped out of incubators by the the Iraqi (laughs) National Guard. They were too busy to to investigate. The next one was from uh, Business Insider, which is a uh, cringy title considering the headline is a one year old boy died after being raped by two Russian soldiers, Ukraine says. So uh, it's then, then. from the article, in the article, it says Insider could not find, uh, I'm sorry, Insider could find no independent evidence for this claim. So at least it makes it sound like they looked for evidence and they just. <laughs> right. And it's it's like, it, this guy comments or replies to this tweet. He tweets, who exactly would have the capacity to independently verify this in a war zone? <laughs> I'm just like, what? I replied to him, uh, the journalists reporting in that war zone, <laughs> like, like, they're, they're not fighting in the fucking you rep- jungles of Cambodia. They're in like villages and towns where there's <laughs> right, in cities, telephone like- lines and Wi-Fi and coroner's reports. And, and also, it's, why are you reporting it if you have no method of ver- or, or if, if you if there's no way to actually verify it? Why are you blasting it out with 40 point font in a fucking headline? Like, if you don't it, even exactly, exactly. It's like that fucking CNN article. God, I don't know if I can find it. Oh yeah, here. This this was from 2017. I have this saved. Uh, CNN. The FBI has information that indicates associates of President Donald Trump communicated with suspected Russian operatives to possibly coordinate the release of information <laughs> damaging to Hillary Clinton's campaign. U.S. officials told CNN. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck is this? This is you're not reporting. You're just making shit up. You're just making shit up. They, they, they just, if they throw enough of those words in there, they all cancel each other out, and then it becomes an indist- indisputable fact, right. obviously. And then, but then, you know, in the real world, uh, Hillary Camp- Clinton's campaign manager had to testify to a federal <laughs> court that she was the one who greenlit uh, some fake story about Trump having business dealings with, with uh, you know, scary Russians, and they knew it wasn't true, and she was the one who decided to put that story out anyway. Her campaign manager testified under oath to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
And this is not a defense of Trump. We're not defending Trump because he's all kinds of creepy and shady and racist, white supremacist in every other way. But when you're supposed to be the better side and you're doing the same fucking shit, then all these little MAGA Nazis can go, ha ha, see, we told you, crooked Hillary, lock her up. And it's like, well, you're not wrong. (laughs) No, I'm wrong about everything else. But the reason we were fucking screaming at the top of our lungs not to run her in 2016 because all of those things were true and it was easiest fucking target in the world that they served to the republicans on a silver platter but that's neither here nor there um but you know i do have some good news though to end the night on that i that i think you had seen this earlier but there was a uh, forbes article that uh was just published this morning uh exclusive isis plotting to assassinate george w bush in dallas nice how did isis get to dallas by the way like i thought they were in like northern syria how did how did that branching out really diversifying apparently it's they came over with all the the uh, immigrants from honduras they just snuck in there right right that's obviously what's what what this will be spun as with the forbes exclusive i'm sure the fucking the magazine for rich fucking psychopaths got the exclusive news on this from their fucking fed buddies (laughs) um i didn't actually even read through this article but i'm sure it's 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 high level fucking poppycock but it, it's very amusing <laughs> it's just um, so, i have one one last thing to close this out here and i i don't even really uh like i don't i don't know why i clicked on this on on what was trending or what not trending but like what's what do they call it now what's happening on twitter right, right. And it's just like whatever they want to fucking sell to you, right? right. What, like, what, you know, what is what are we pushing for your unique algorithm that we think will make you either stay on this website and or buy something from one right. of our sponsors? And I see that the thumbnail picture is uh, Billie Eilish, or Billie Eilish, as I like to call her, uh, sitting down to chat with David Letterman. And I was just like, uh, this has got to be like the most awkward conversation, just, just because of the age difference. And like, right. Letterman's good at interviewing like Obama and Oprah. And I'm just I met. So I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. But the headline was uh, Billie Eilish uh, talks about having Tourette's. And I was like, well, Tourette's really? Um, because it's it's like that's I've only I've only seen somebody with Tourette's a couple times in my life. But it's like the, like full on cannot control anything they're saying. Mm. Right. Like one time was in a theater. Uh, this guy's just like yelling out sounds. And finally, people were like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, it's a theater, you know. Yeah. And another time it's was actually just just recently I was this, I saw this guy at a bus stop and he's just like screaming at random people walking by and I'm like that guy is fucked up but I'm not on that side of the street and then like the next day I'm walking to the store and he's on my side of the street and he starts oh. shouting shit at me and I he like waited till I walked past him and he's like looking at me and I'm like you know in case he tries anything I'm like ready uh, and then as soon as I'm like about 25 feet away he says something really shitty to me mm-hmm. and I'm like. Man, I, 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 I'm not gonna tell you what it was, but I was like ready to walk up and fucking deck this guy because he was little too. Uh, it's not worth. I mean, you, you know, no. there's fucking mental illness there. It's not even worth. Fucking. Clearly, clearly. But he was like in like work clothes, in like a like a short sleeve um, button up shirt with a tie, and I'm like, this guy has an office job, really? Like, right. what, <laughs> how do you, how do these people put up with it? Um, but yeah, so she's got famous singer i could if you played a billy Irish song for me i wouldn't even know what it sounded like like i've heard she's a good singer but i have no idea uh but apparently i mean song, she has one good song really well I, i'm sure she has more i, I know of the what that song bad guy is pretty good it's got a good like sinister beat to it i'm I sure you no recognize it, what it, you it if i heard it i'd be like oh that's her right that yeah, one yeah, yeah. anyway so i didn't really read too much into it but it was just <laughs> right. like uh, you know like 
she basically said if you, if you put a camera on me long enough, you'd start to notice like weird ticks <laughs> of my behavior that I can't control. And, and like, she's basically just said like, it fascinates me because I have no idea. Like, I don't understand it. It's like another, it's like another person, you know, kind of, kind of controlling me. So anyway, I just thought it was mildly interesting uh, that, you know, people talk about, uh, famous people talk about, you know, real shit like that. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Anyway, that's all I got for today. <laughs> I'll see you next week. All right. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So that I think that wraps us up for tonight. Um, we'll see you next week. We'll see what uh, what happens in the world uh, between now and then. A lot of good shit coming out this week, at least. Fucking, um, I think Obi-Wan's coming out this week. Stranger Things coming out this week. So we'll certainly have something to talk about, even if nothing happens in the world, I'm sure. But, oh, and Apple Apple Plus has got a new series about fucking dinosaurs voiced by Sir David Attenborough. Oh, yeah, so I wanted to watch that. It's like, it's like Planet Earth, but with like CGI dinosaurs. But it, well, it, they've but been doing the the, the CGI dinosaur series uh, like for twenty years, and it started on Discovery. But but like, like this it, seems like high level, like you know David Attenborough narration. You know, right. Like he, he, he's going to walk up and like start cuddling in a little velociraptor. He's going to be there. <laughs> if I don't see him touching the dinosaurs, I'm going to feel cheated. I know. I know. I know. Um, yeah. So that'll be good. Actually, I did. I did see that. I wanted to watch that. But uh, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll come back next week and we'll talk about some shit. And uh, yeah, if you want to support the show, rate, review, subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, check us out on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left facebook.com slash move left idiots uh patreon.com slash move left uh i am on twitter at move underscore left mm, i'm on twitter bike slutty yeah we'll see you next week <laughs>